Radio. Brunch Talk. With Olive. Good afternoon, my name is Olive and welcome to the Brunch Talk. Branch Talk is a program where we talk about social issues that touch all our lives. This can be about human rights, economics, education, among others. And we don't shy away from anything. So if you ever have anything you want us to talk about, please just reach out to us through our Rx Radio app and uh, we will listen and we will have that conversation because we believe that shedding light onto some of these conversations can inspire change in one way or another. Speaking of education, Makere University will be celebrating 100 years of existence since it opened its doors in 1922 as a humble technical school and currently one of the oldest and most prestigious English universities in Africa. Makere University has groomed and shaped careers of many Ugandans. And if you ask, you will hear glowing reviews of the university from its alumni. But how about the lives of futures of students that took a nosedive due to decisions made by the university council? This week on The Branch Talk, we bring you the story of Makere University Guild President Emeritus Galo Githo, who was dismissed from Makere University, actually it's about 26 years ago, while he was in his final year of study in medical school. At the time, the government had considered introducing cost-sharing measures and abolishing free university education for the best students in the country. And Galo Githo, as a student leader at the time, opposed this move. He mobilized students to protest the government's decision, and the students' protests went on and on until the move was abandoned. So today, if you have been educated by Makere University through a government sponsorship, or scholarship, you have to thank this man. He is a hero. He will tell us more about this when we come back. Stay tuned. Brunch Talk with Olive. It's an honor to have you on the Brunch Talk, sir. You're welcome. Thank you very much, RRX Radio. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. Yes, your story is quite a touching one. Most people have um, referred to it as a, a very heartbreaking story. And when I read it myself, I couldn't help shedding a tear. But please tell us about your life before joining Makere University. Wow, my life before joining Makere University is full of potholes and hurdles. Mm. Uh, uh, struggling, pulling the empty wagons of life and uh, struggling to get school fees. And I kept uh, dropping out of school. So uh, by the time I reached Makerere University, I dropped out of school some point in time in, in Oliver. And uh, when I was in senior two, and I was only picked up by uh, sympathetic Catholic fathers, Catholic priests, uh, Father Cosmas Jitar, and the late uh, Father uh, James Ngovi, and other priests of, of Toronto Diocese, Father John Baptist Basai, uh, then the late Bishop Dennis Lotte. We have uh, Father Joe Kamiza. We have uh, those priests of Toronto Diocese who came together and they, were, they put their time, they put their, their resources to keep helping me. And that's how I managed to pick up and uh, eventually I reached Macquarie University in 1991. That's a brief, brief, brief story about it, uh, about my life before I reached uh, Macquarie University. 
Yes. So what led to your dismissal from Makere University? And uh, I, I will follow this up with how much time were you left to finish your degree? I was in the fifth year of my study of MBCHB. And uh, I was remaining with a few, few weeks generally. Few the fifth weeks. year, you were basically running the, the, the last lap of the race. And um, from there, we then uh, were thinking of, of, of where to go to help who has which kind of sickness. So I was in the last leg of my journey in medical school. That is for a fact. Uh, I, I would like to add something. Um, when you are making an introduction, yes, you said uh, the people who managed to go through Makerere University on government sponsorship should be the one to thank me. I think it should be more than that. All tertiary institutions, all of them actually, were meant to, to whatever, to we resisted for all of them, not only Makerere. Oh, so okay. Makerere was just uh, the, the epicenter, eh? mm. the epicenter of the conflagration of the struggles but uh uh i was in touch with all the guild presence of uh of, of other universities and even outside uganda uh we were uh, nairobi was grappling with a similar situation so guild president solomon muruli of Na- university of nairobi were in the same struggle actually for him he was killed uh was murdered uh, by those regimes exactly four months after i'd been uh, expelled so oh. that that's how it is. We should not look at it only from the aspect of Makerere University. Uh, the struggles were wider than that. Mm. Yes. So it is said that Makerere University not only dismissed you, but later when you when a couple decided, eleven years later to be precise, when a couple decided to take you back to school to Nairobi University, that Makerere University refused to give you a recommendation. Is that true? Oh, well, yes, 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 yes. So, um, that was 2007. So, even me, I was I was still thinking that uh, we're dealing with the uh, human beings in, in our beloved uh, university. But uh, it turned out uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was wrong. Um, uh, in 2007, I was teaching, uh, uh, I was teaching high school teacher in in Jinja, in Holy Cross Lakeview Secondary School. And a couple, uh, an Australian social workers, they, the Likes, they, they, we chanced ourselves there. They were sponsoring some students in that school. And then they got me and got my story. So they got, af- atta- uh, they got affected by that story and sympathized with me. So we sat down and they told me, Galogitho, we are taking you back to school. And I said, all right, that is good. So uh, said, what do we do? I said, okay, Makerere expelled me, took back my uh, other students, others were taken back to Makerere. Uh, for me, they left me out. What do we do? So they told me, let us try Nairobi, University of Nairobi. So I went there, and then um, the University of Nairobi told me, yes, they, they could take me in, but Makerere should transfer my results, and then uh, I start from third year. And then they told me I would be paying $11,000 per year on tuition alone. So this couple had accepted to mobilize that kind of money. And then I, 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 I go and, and, and complete. So I told Nairobi University that but you are telling me to go to Nairobi and ask them for those things. But chances are they may not uh, give me that. And uh, so I went. I went to the university. 
I started with the academic registrar's office. He sent me to the, the main building there. I found the dean. I went to the vice chancellor, and what he took me to a certain uh, whatever office where I found they were called legal office or something like that. And those guys frustrated the, that effort. So I lost that sponsorship. So expelling me from the university without any hearing was very, very bad. Yes, I was about to ask you if you were given a fair hearing before they expelled you. This is what I'm telling you, that when this council sat, they expelled me summarily. They never gave me any hearing. And that's a very, very, very ugly precedent to happen to any institution of learning where only we have people who are, who are learning, running things. So it was not only very bad to any upright, right-thinking man, but when they did that, to me, I was horrified. So a university is supposed to, to facilitate intellectualism and knowledge and not frustrate it. And here is a case where they are... The, they frustrated the, intellectualism. I left that university with less than nothing. When I was now supposed to go to another university, they still were a roadblock. So that is a, that's very strange. So I believe that my dismissal is more than meets the eye. Mm. And looks, these characters really wanted to bury the voice of the poor forever. Actually, but some uh, people that have seen your story have argued that uh, the refusal by the university to give you a, a, a recommendation later to Nairobi University shows that your dismissal in the first place was politically motivated. I cannot know exactly what uh, what motivated my dismissal because I was not even given a hearing. Yeah. So that one, they, they will be the ones now to answer. Like, for example, in this, this interview, you could reach out to those characters and ask of them, how do you do this without giving one a hearing? That is a, that's, that's that's their question. And uh, maybe the political players of the day can also have something to answer. But uh, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that uh, 27 years down the road, I call them 27 Mandela years down the road, uh, you have joined the team which is excavating me and exhuming <laughs> me from the graveyards of social injustice so that uh, uh, you can hear the story. Uh, maybe that's what's remaining. You can hear what the story as, as, as it unfolds. Thank so you. You once said that the expulsion shattered your dreams of being a medical doctor and completely closed you out of the world. Also noted that your life was thrown in the shambles between hell and heaven left dangling in the middle of nowhere you're very poetic this is really sad but i like the way you coin your words and i will admit this was one of the saddest descriptions of one's life and uh, to hear that the person is actually describing themselves like that i i can't even start to imagine what you have gone through in the 27 years since you were dismissed from makere university but i'm curious Joining university as a medical student, what had you hoped to change as a doctor? Wow. First of all, uh, when I was in the, with the priests in the seminary, yes. uh, the majority of the people uh, that they were friendly to were doctors. That's also, I started getting inspiration from those doctors and then uh, just putting in a bit of uh, effort and then we move on. But uh, most importantly, uh, I, I looked at, uh, at at becoming a doctor from a wider perspective that uh, a doctor treats not merely disease, a doctor who is supposed to be helpful to the world, treats not merely disease, but also treats society. Yeah, 
doctor wants and should should leave because society and the people are healthy to me i feel that a doctor should not be alive because people are sick you so that you are very rich because you have very many sick people coming to you i don't believe that that was that was not aligning with my thinking so i felt that uh, well uh, you see and and work is about participation getting people to participate so if you treat society and it becomes healthy chances are that things can move so doctor treats everything including politics anyway i am not sure how, how far true that is but uh, i think doctor should be all round as round out as a world cup football because you're a human being before you're anything else exactly i agree with you entirely so there are some medical imperatives that i saw when i was growing up in the villages yeah people are sick people need the conditions which can be treated but they they die with it so i had a anticipated that i become a doctor i would even probably go on a mango tree uh with my surgeon's knife someone comes with their hydro cell i uproot the hydro cell i discharge them they go home and continue with their peasant life mm. so i thought it would have been very useful to my people and the community as a whole i agree uh, and i uh, i i begin to imagine that a doctor should be an all-rounder a good doctor would bring sanity in the community will bring good practice in politics will bring will bring justice and will help to improve the world that's uh what i think you're listening to the branch talk with olive and today we are having a very touching conversation with a man that was supposed to be a doctor actually every time i talk about him i am short of calling him dr uh, galogitho but he was the guild president of makere university around 1996 and he was dismissed from the university a few weeks to the end of his medical degree we'll be right back to tell you more about this story you're listening to rx radio brunch talk with olive Welcome back. My name is Olive and this is The Branch Talk, a show where we talk about many issues that affect us in our day-to-day lives, social justice, we talk about economics, we talk about so many things that make us who we are as human beings, as Ugandans. And today on The Branch Talk, we have a conversation with Galogitho. Yes, I was going to call him a doctor again. Galogitho was supposed to be a doctor. He was the guild president at Makere University about 27 years ago and at one point when the government moved to abolish uh, free education for university students for you know the best uh, students in the country he opposed this move called for demonstrations and eventually government had to abandon this move but anyway he did not gain from this because he ended up being dismissed from the university and his life took a different turn took a nose dive and uh, before we left you said that a doctor is supposed to be an all-round person and uh, that is precisely the reason why you were speaking on behalf of the voiceless why you were trying to see that there was change in the lives of the underprivileged right yes please so 
parents that were at the university around your time have over time used you as an example on why one should tread carefully, especially while dealing with administration as a leader. Now, given how your life turned out after the dismissal from Makere, is this advice worthwhile? Wow, wow, wow. You know, as a people, we are a product of choices we make. And the choices have consequences. It must be the most ungodly advice to give to your children or any child or any young person to keep quiet in the face of adversity. That was very bad. Those kind of parents are going to bring problems for this country. Wrong things are going to continue happening as people keep quiet. They have advised their children to save themselves at the expense of values which promote societal health. By using my undeserved suffering and ill-gotten poverty, they have scared their children stiff, thinking that they are building a country. Just wait what's going to happen. The mm. environment is being destroyed. Lake Victoria is suffering heavy pollution. And you say people continue uh, keeping quiet because of administration, because of powers. That's not correct. There are consequences to this conspiracy of silence. This time, it will not only be Galogito, but all of us. The students ought to learn that they ought to struggle for their space. When I hear some stories of the from Makere these days about what's happening there, and the students are just quiet because they're obeying their parents, my heart breaks. The parents ought to learn that a child who fears to fall never learns to run. And a university should be a place for experiments. A university which does not allow creative minds to experiment and think does not deserve to be a university. Turning so, a university into a, a giant kindergarten mm. where students become little kids who cannot participate is very, very dangerous the development of this nation. Unless you want to nurture random wheelbarrows which you will need to push at every stage, that is very dangerous. Remember, this same generation is supposed to take over the nation, the mantle of power, in the fullness of time. So by producing a yes generation, which thoughtlessly agrees with anything, we are exposing our national nudity on a grand scale. Suppose they are in control tomorrow, they may be the type that will turn out to sell out our country without batting an eyelid. And most importantly, the student body of Makerere. You have heard what the parents advise your leaders. So what are you going to do, the students? When election time comes, make sure you elect leaders whose actions are directed not by the emptiness of their stomachs, but by the fullness of their heads. This will surely solve most of the structural maladjustment problems of Makerere. And, uh, you know, one wonders uh, if student leaders aren't permitted to stand up against decisions by the university management and all government, what's the rationale of having student leaders in the first place? Yes, that, that is a, that the rationale would be that you want to have a cartoon that's called tokenism. You merely want to have cartoons uh, occupy space. But even a zero, which stands in between other figures, has a significant impact. Either zero, which stands in uh, between other figures, or in front of other figures. To have people who are just standing there when they are ineffective, they are like zeros 
which are standing behind other figures. That is tokenism and cartoonism. Okay, so there have been calls from the public for Makere University to pardon and bring you home to celebrate the 100-year milestone. Do you believe there is anything to be forgiven for? In a convoluted system where justice works backwards and all the <laughs> rules are broken, uh-huh. anything is possible. Mm. That is how you will hear deliberate voices asking me to apologize for an illegality committed against me. When you hear such calls, don't ignore them. They are running away from the illegality they committed against me and by extension to my family, Mm. my clan, my benefactors, my community and the country. This was a travesty of justice committed not only against me, but against the human race because I'm human too. But like the shadows, this singular act of reckless abuse of power is running after them and it hangs on their necks like a huge bell clanging with shame. I could have taken a legal redress those days, but because of two fundamental reasons that I underline. Number one, you just go and cross-check the composition of the council that expelled me. You will exonerate me. Number two, as the whole world now knows, I am that quintessential poor man who cannot access justice and education. I am the son of a poor man from a village behind other villages. Someday in the fullness of time, the world should help me to determine who of us should forgive and apologize to the other. Thank you very much. Wow. That is uh, Galo Githo, the former Makere Guild president who was dismissed by Makere University for standing up the management of the institution to speak for the students that he was leading. And why did he stand against the university? It was because government had decided to introduce cost sharing and also to to introduce cost-sharing measures and also abolish free university education for the best students in the country. He was against this move and him together with 34 others were dismissed from the university. I would like to, to first of all also ask one question. Yes. Uh, you referred to me as a former guild president, which yes. I welcome that. But uh, Taking into account the fact that I have never handed over office, yes, still. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't. We can say half former. Okay. Not fully former, yeah? <laughs> okay. O- okay. Granted. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, I would like to quote you again. Recently, when you were speaking to a group of friends that looked out for you, that heard of your plight and decided to look for you, you said, "I have been in school outside of school." Yes. And I would like to know what your life has been like in the past 27 years and what lessons you have learned. Wow. 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 What a, what a question. It's a question, however, which, uh, which, which will require a lot of time. But uh, uh, I, will, I, will, I will try my best to see if I can summarize uh, the, the feeling that has taken place over the time but uh, I should only say that um, learning never stops and there is every opportunity out there to learn 
any human being is a complete book only if you know how to read them i have appreciated the beautiful, this beautiful country that we take for granted and are now polluting its environment and other aspects i have appreciated the love of ugandans but also gained in situations when there was no love i have learned that no man is a permanent enemy and no man may be a permanent friend but every man is a teacher i've also appreciated the fact that situations that surround us should not define us but we can always struggle to do things creatively and better the world those are some of the the, the things that i've tried to carry around the last 27 years and then we must keep living and living and living no matter what happens thank you very much Thank you so much, Mr. Githo, for, you know, giving us the time and speaking to us uh, poetically like you have. I'm sure there are many Ugandans that have been faced with things they never envisioned in their lives. But listening to someone like you, because the way you sound, you sound like the beacon of hope. Life has not been taken out of you, even if for some people that decision, that dismissal may have ended their futures, may have ended their hope they're dreaming i like the fact that you're still very forward in your thinking and that you have not been taken back in your thoughts because you seem like someone that is still you know uh going forward (laughs) so to speak Yes. So your friends wanted to take you back to school and uh, they had wanted to take you to Drake University. Were you able to join the school? Oh, yes. So uh, the first thing my friends did when they discovered me in a very sorry state, living in a village behind other villages, was to, to, to try to chart out a way that can put me back on the academic track. So they, they looked at all uh, the possibilities for now. But I'm about 50, so uh, rushing headlong into the medical school would have been very exhausting. And maybe that's, uh, uh, when you do that, a man who is aging, uh, you are probably trying to, to, to see how you can make him mad. But um, they thought about uh, how we can do course, and then from there, see what to do. So, I was uh, about two years ago, and around the, the beginning of COVID, uh, when my uh, friends, friends of Galogitho, now across the world, uh, came together following uh, a Facebook post by uh, one of one, one of us called James William Mugeni. So Mugeni identified for me a course in, in, in Drake University, which I undertook. And uh, my professor was very happy with me. Uh, the, the, the progress that I made was very good. And then um, we graduated on June 8th. So I, I have a, a paper which is uh, uh, endorsed and sealed by the state of Iowa. Oh. So right now, there's an imperative that I should do masters. But you as truly Stephen Randy Galogitho has had one problem which has followed him all through, that is school fees. So you should be very sure that the man of the people is still struggling with school fees. I have no school fees right now to go and do the uh, master's program in public administration. So that's where we are now. Uh, still, it, I was rescued by friends and the world, as it were. And then uh, uh, they paid for that tuition. I concluded that course. I'm an alumni of Drake University. 
I was the first international student because I was the only one coming from the Southern Hemisphere in that class. So uh, that is where we are. Your day just got better by tuning into RX Radio. Brunch Talk with Olive. You're amazing for always tuning into the Brunch Talk, for spending time with me every Saturday afternoon. And this Saturday is very special to me because the story we've been listening to from when the program started to now is one that is very inspiring, one that is very touching. A story of a man that has seen loss. And by loss, I don't even mean, you know, losing someone or losing money, but a story of a man that lost his future. He was a final year student in medical school and was dismissed by a university because of beliefs he held as a student leader. Today on The Branch Talk, we talk to Galo Githo, the Guild President Emeritus, Makere University. He said I should not call him a former Guild President. He's half former because he never uh, he never retired, he never resigned. His uh, tenure never uh, expired before he was dismissed from the school. And uh, before we leave for the day, I know you're going out to have a good time. I just need Mr. Githo to tell us a few things about his life and uh, Mr. Githo. Yes, please. I'm curious to know how your life has turned around since lawyer Nsawa Waiswa Grace tweeted your story. Wow, Nsawa Waiswa Grace, that's about one week ago mm. when he tweeted my story. Uh, actually, he reminded the world that I'm still alive. Well, uh, incidentally, I, he has called me and I think he's such a great individual and I think he's, he's extremely uh, amazing. Uh, what I can say about him is that uh, he has joined the excavation team that is exhuming me from more than 27 years in the graveyards of social injustice. Mm. And to you all and others that have been in these efforts, you're not very different from the heroes who freed Nelson Mandela from the South African apartheid injustice. So I am very grateful to all of you that are now coming up to get my story and maybe through these stories, I'll get help. I still need help. I'm still a work in process. I am still a program in process. The struggle continues. I have not reached the ultimate end where now society can start getting from me. So I thank Nsawa and others because from him, others also came in. Mm. And maybe also if you if it is because of him, that's why we are now having this uh, this interview. Maybe others will also come in um, together with him and others. Uh, they are going to help me to develop the idea of the African Institute of Social Justice that will help the uh, mainland Africa to see how uh, these issues can be handled sometimes amicably. Uh, conflict resolutions, and we see how we can together move our societies forward. Um, we see we shall help people we, instead of uh, killing dreams and opportunities. We shall see how to help fellow Africans. You know, we help them to develop, and then to develop Africa. So that is a a wonderful step uh, that we are taking together, and um, we hope that uh, this is just the beginning of a very long and a beautiful journey which will see us uh, rescue uh, our communities from the fangs of poverty and, uh, and ignorance. 
that seems to be uh, working it is way into our 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 our, our politics so uh, uh, i can only say uh, sawa and his friends through him i managed to get in touch with the student leadership in the medical school and makere university and i should also say that i carry makere university in my heart i love everybody who has been there and i've forgiven the people that have visited so much injustice on me i forgave them long time ago my heart is very free i'm a very free human being and loving person so although those are some of the challenges one of the greatest burdens we carry as the beasts of burden on earth is loving the persons that have visited injustice upon us but the religion that we do profess tell us exactly that and we have to follow so i am very grateful to you and to everybody that is listening through your media and you greet for me all ugandans all makarerians and all people in tertiary institutions that have managed to access government uh, uh, sponsorship uh, i love them so much i love ugandans so much until we shall meet again someday in the fullness of time as we close you said that uh, you're still a man that struggles with uh, school fees and you said you're over 50 so i assume you have children right oh yes oh yes i do have children i have children who have inspired me to live or mm. have a reason to live and fight uh, uh, another battle another day i have children yes and, and are way, you struggling with their school fees too Oh 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 so much I usually don't want to talk about children mm, you know I know <laughs> just uh, briefly they they have suffered the uh, collateral damage mm. to the neoliberal thuggery which visited my life so I try to keep them there and uh, someday those who come closer to the family and to us get to know them uh they are wonderful children they are they are still struggling with school um pulling empty wagons of life and uh, and seeing how to how to how to fit in this not so easy but beautiful country called Uganda so uh, your parting words what are your parting words especially to student leaders of the day yeah the student leaders i would tell them that if horses knew how strong they were no human being would sit on their back so they can just start from there and reclaim their space so that they can agitate for values in this country there used to be the the voice of the poor eh? god loves poor people also eh? that's why he creates very many of them so we don't want people alienated we want to move as one country so they can start from there Thank okay. you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much Mr. Galogitho for gracing the branch talk for sparing time to share your story with us. Thank you. Have a lovely day. And I really much. hope that life checks out for you from this day forward. Thank you very much. Wow. There are stories you listen to and they don't leave you the same. There are stories you chance upon read them and they change your perspective of life. When I chanced upon this story um it didn't leave me the same it was very touching it was very heartbreaking I couldn't help imagining how one would feel being dismissed from a tertiary institution from a university 
few weeks to completion of their course. And this is not just any other course where you will study for, let's say, a year or a few months. Even that hurts. But this is medical school where this gentleman had a few weeks to complete his medical degree. He lost it all. His life took a nosedive. But he is still hopeful. He is still strong in his resolve. He speaks with a lot of authority. And I feel like there is so much that we can learn from that. That even if hard times come, even if you're hit to the ground, you should always be able to pick yourself up. Because sometimes the only option when life knocks you down is to pick yourself up and keep strong and, you know, figure out how to forge a way forward. Galogitho can be found on Twitter. I can also share his phone number if he lets me. If you would like to do anything for this gentleman, if you'd like to reach out to his family, if you'd like to be one of the people that he says have excavated him from the hell that life had, you know, buried him in, you can reach out and I can share his contact. And when it comes to decisions that are made by managements of different institutions, are universities trying to stifle development? Are they trying to stifle or to frustrate the lives of their students because they're supposed to transfer knowledge? He was dismissed from Makere University. But the unanswered question today is why did the university refuse to give him a recommendation letter 11 years later when he was trying to join Nairobi University? These are questions that may never be answered. Still, we will ask these questions. Still, we will have these conversations, uncomfortable as they may be sometimes. Maybe that's what we need to see the change that is needed in our country, in universities, in hospitals, in schools. Because everywhere in this country, there is someone that is disgruntled. There is someone that is leading a strike. This week it has been teachers. The other week it will be someone else and when do we ever see an end to all of this and this is a question that goes to the leaders that be the powers that be when do we ever get answers to these questions when you decide to dismiss a student without giving them a fair hearing are you trying to give them a life or are you trying to kill them mm-hmm Maybe you need to ponder on that. And until next week, my name is Olive. The program has been The Brunch Talk. Brunch Talk airs every Saturday, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. only here at RX Radio. Bye-bye. Brunch Talk with Olive on RX.